Welcoming to Rage Against the Mainstream Podcast for the first time, our new friend, Vic, from Eclipsica. How's it going, man? Hey, doing good. What about you? I'm, I, I can't complain, you know. Uh, <laughs> good. Well, at least for me, I like cold weather, so it's starting to get nice and chilly here in New Jersey. I mean, I don't know how it is out there the on problem. the West Coast. We don't have that problem. No <laughs> cold here. Nice. So, for those listeners or viewers that don't know, you're in Eclipsica. Obviously, Correct. you know, if we have watchers and listeners of the show, then obviously they know who Danny and Marky are. You're one of the other five in the band. Yep. <laughs> so, give us a little backstory. Who are you? Where did you come from? What do you do? Just All right. So, uh, it's um, Vic. Um so I'm a lead guitar player in Eclipsica since uh, 2018. Uh, I'm not from here. I'm not from LA. I'm not from the US. I'm from Europe. Uh, I'm from France. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, so I moved to the US in 2012. I actually moved to Boston because uh, I was uh, studying at the Berklee College of Music. Um, I did like a few semester there uh, when I just realized I was like, I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to become a teacher. I don't want to teach music. <laughs> you know, it's not, you know, it's fun, but I was like, I want to perform. And uh, good thing about Berkeley, uh, it's like all the professors are musicians. And many of them told me the same advice. Were like, we shouldn't tell you that, but, you know, go to LA. Go to LA and just, just play there. You know, it's like that's <laughs> where the thing is. And um, I like challenges. You know, I guess that's why I moved to the U.S. Because, you know, it's like I'd rather be average among the best than the best, you know, among, it, you know, bad exactly. you know, musicians. So I was like, you know what, you know, worst case, you know, people would tell me, like, hey, you suck. You know, get the fuck out of here. And I would be like, yeah, cool, no problem. <laughs> but, um, you know, so far, you know, it's like no one told me to stop. And uh, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep going. And um, I guess, you know, finding a band is the same if it's the US, Europe, France, anywhere, you know, it's like you need to find people that you can click with, that you can be like, okay, we can go to war together. So how did and, you um, find your way into the Eclipsica like, camp? I found randomly, you know, to the band. Yeah, yeah. How did you wind up getting into that whole, like, how, how did you find those guys? Did Danny and Marky, like, come out of, like, like a fog and was like, hey, man, come over here? <laughs> Yeah, you know, in a dark, in a dark alley at midnight. Like, hey, man, you uh, like Pearl Jam? Uh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it it was not that epic, you know. I wish um, it was in prison. No, I'm just kidding. It was <laughs> like on Craigslist. Um, you know, it's like I said, uh, you know, posts and some for some reason, you know, it's like when you respond to many ads on Craigslist, you can figure out which one is shitty <laughs> and which one is not. And I found this one, and I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's interesting. Um, I send, uh, I guess, an email, and I guess it's Mark. will get back to me uh, pretty quickly. So I was like, oh, cool. You know, so I actually like, looking for someone. Uh, we decided, like, a time to meet. Uh, like, just probably, like, within, like, a week. I met them. Uh, so it was, so I only met when I, when I met them, I met Mark, uh, Marky, Danny, and it was a previous guitar player another one um and uh, it, it clicked you know right away you know it's like um mark and i were like a lot of stuff in, in common which is you know could be music or like i mean all the stuff 
uh, which uh, Danny's all the stuff. So it's like I quickly knew I was like, oh, cool, those guys, you know, I can I can hang with them. It's gonna be fun, you know. It's like not that I didn't care about the music level or anything, but I was like, I know it can work. When sometimes, you know, I mean, many musicians we've been in, in bands when you know you play with amazing musicians, but they're awful people, and you're like. They take away that feeling of I want to do music. You're just like, ah, this guy is shitty. I don't want to do this. When for them it was the opposite. It was like, okay, cool. We're gonna have been practice. You know, we're gonna play. That's cool. But we're gonna hang and you know, doing this is helping. I mean, in my case, it helps to be like, okay, I want to be productive. I want to be creative. So I guess that was a big thing for me. Yeah, and that's the thing too uh, that most people don't get it. It's like, yeah, you could have a band full of great musicians, and you know, they could be the best. But if they don't vibe, then you have nothing. Like, you know, you could have a band it's, of the greatest musicians of all time, but if they're not useless. cool with each other, then that's just it. I mean, it's useless. Like, I mean, like I said, like, I, I think we all had the experience when you're like, well, this guy is really, really good, but fuck, I don't want to work with him. This guy is just like, you know, it's like at some point, he's just like taking away the pleasure. And I feel like that's something, because I also teach on the side, I always tell my students, if you don't have any pleasure when you practice, when you take your instruments, like, don't do it. But, yeah. like, honestly, like, you're just going to present against your own instrument. And I'm someone who's big about, you know, positive reinforcement. So I'm like, if I do something when I'm not feeling good or down, I'd rather not do it because I'm like, then I don't want to have the memory of, like, oh, yeah, one day I did it. And really shitty. I'm like, I, and, I mean... To me, it works. I know some people just like push through, push through. And I don't know if it works. For some, maybe it works. But I feel like from mostly, you know, most like a lot of people, like I see with my students, it works all the time. But after a while, they'll give up. And I don't want that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess when did you start playing guitar? Well, you know, how old were you? You know, how long have you, how long have you been playing for? Like that whole thing. Um... I started to play guitar when I was, I was like probably 13, 14, you know, it, it wasn't like, I'd never had a music lesson in my life, um, because I knew it wouldn't work, um, I was the kind of kid, you know, it's like if you just say, uh, if you just see your kid like, oh, you're gonna go to school for music and everything, like, fuck it, you know, it's like, I, oh yeah, I was like, I've been up to school, um, but I was like, okay, it's interesting, I've seen a gig, a gig or two, and I saw like, I don't know why the guitar was... The instrument I was like looking at, even if I really liked the drums, but I think it was more like, oh, because it's funny, oh, the guy is hitting everything. No, oh, yeah. The guitar was really, the guitar was really interesting to me, and um, so I was like, I don't want to take lesson. Uh, I come from a very, you know, a modest family, so music lesson in France like extremely expensive, and also based on the classical system, when you don't touch your instrument for almost a year. And I was like, no, I was like no, it's like I don't, I, you know, it's like I don't want to do this. And it's classical music or it's jazz music. And I feel like our generation is not, you know, like didn't grow up with this. You know, when I see like, you see like all those teachers in music colleges, you know, could be UCLA, Berkeley, they love jazz, but that was the music when they were learning music. That was the cool stuff to on the radio. Not for us, for us it was like rock, metal um, and stuff like that. So I remember like that my mother, I mean, like I said, no one is playing music in my family. But somehow we had like an old guitar with you know the action being you know, <laughs> that. <laughs> board, you know? We've all and had which, one. You know, <laughs> yeah, and I, I, you need to go through that. And um, so there is like a French version of the Guitar World magazine, 
and um, it was you know same as the one in the U.S. But the one in France came with the CD. It's like you could hear like for example the rock lesson, shred lesson, and everything, and you could hear the backing track and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And uh, I was like, I don't want to learn like self reading, you know. But I saw like tabs, and I was like, okay, cool. I'm dumb. I can't understand that. That's cool. <laughs> and I and I think you know it's like that's the same you know when you're young. Um, I compare this to the fact that I moved to the U.S. You know, I will talk about this later. But um, you don't think about like, oh, it's gonna be too hard. It's gonna be impossible. You know, you're so young and you're just like, I can do that. You know, you look at a solo that it's way too hard for you, but you just look at me like, I can do it. Even though you're like, no, that's not possible. And um, that's something I really liked with, um, you know, when you start from saying like, you really have no idea and you, you are kind of stupid about it and you're just like, oh, I'm going to do it. And I feel like that's what happened. I was all the time. Um, I had to do with my parents. They were like, hey, listen, you need to be like the top, you can keep playing music. And by doing this, then you meet one person. You're like, hey, come in my band. The band sucks. You know, I remember the first step we did is to a cover of Metallica in middle school. Worst thing ever. You know, it's like, I feel like they could have, they could have sewers for that shit. You know, it was so bad. <laughs> then you meet somebody else. You're like, hey, my band is a little bit better. Come to the band. And then by doing this, then you start to meet people who are a little bit more, you know, like professional and stuff. And uh, yeah, then, you know, it's like I remember like in high school being half playing music and half doing, you know, being in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, because I, I, knew, I knew what I wanted to do. I was like, I know that I want to do this. And uh, you have to, you know, it's like, I think it's, it's important. You have to listen to all the naysayers being like, no, nah, it's impossible. You cannot do that. Especially in France compared to the US because music is not something big in the French culture. You know, it's like when you get to the UK, when you go to Germany, the U.S., music is a part of the culture. When in France, not really. You know, it's like it's it's quite different. So it's like, but, but I was glad to listen to all those people being like, oh, you cannot do it. But I was, I don't know, I was smart enough to tell them like, oh, but I, do you know anything about music? No. All right, so shut the fuck up. If you don't know, it's like, I'm not going to start to talk to someone about the subject I don't know. Be like, hey, you want to be a love song? Like, hey, but you know, it's like, and someone would tell me like, have you done Med school? No. So why are you talking about something you don't know? And I was told me this was the same thing. I was like, all right, I probably have to work twice harder. So it's like that's how I started. Also, when I was like 15, 16, I started like to contact famous musicians like in France and being like, hey, just give me advice. I'm not asking you to give me like a, you know, a, a job or anything. Just tell me what have you done to reach, you know, like, you know, like your goal. And uh, it was scary and fun at the same time because no one has the same answer. So I'm going to be like, for me, it was like this. You know, it's like one day I was on TV and so many people saw me and producer and some people were like, well, you know, it's like for like 15 years, you know, it was hard. And I was like, all right, let's see, you know, like we see what's going on. So that was pretty much, I feel like, you know, where you want, where, where it can be like anywhere in the world. I feel like when you begin, you begin to start an instrument, it's always the same thing. We always start the same way. We, you know, like there is no different life. Yeah, exactly. Um, so starting out, who were some of those influences or what, you know, what made you want to pick up guitar? So one of the first thing I heard was like Eruption by Eddie Van Halen. I remember on the, on the guitar um, magazine, it was um, 
they were putting the song free eruption and i remember i trying to because we all do this we try to do it by ear and i tried to do this and i was like motherfucker i was like how is he like reaching some notes <laughs> <laughs> and i i remember like trying i was like you know it's like um you know i could read some stuff like it was really good at you know like being able like to ex- extending like you know my fingers and uh you know maybe like five or six months later i was invited to a birthday party in my middle school and i didn't give a shit about that guy but um yeah. so they had mtv so it was like mtv is cool i was like you know it's like it's schedule or like it's you know it's we're gonna see some cool stuff so i remember like them doing the birthday party stupid stuff and i was watching mtv and it was like next uh then hell and eruption live and i was like god i'm gonna see that guy <laughs> doing it and i was happy and sad when i saw him just putting his guitar like this and start doing some clapping and i was like that's it i was like oh i was like shit i wasted you know like months of doing this but actually i realized okay no that's another good thing so i would say like even i was the first one um also zach wired i think like zach Ward was just like one of my favorites you know it's like just the way it was like doing these vibratos when you see like all oh the my god work. and i was like damn i was like i want to do this and you know it's like the way i mean he was doing almost like everything that when you looked at guitar teachers like oh you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that and him he was just like nah, fuck it i'm gonna do it like he was holding his you know hand and he was playing like gypsy jazz players when he was not touching the body yeah. like he was doing like super wide vibratos and i was like okay cool i want to you know that guy is probably like the answer so i feel like those guys um i wasn't like a fan you know like most of people like led zeppelin or metallica like i liked those stuff but they were not stuff and was like oh i love it i was just like cool but I liked, I guess, like more than stuff. Like, so it's like, I would say like Zach Wired and John Five. John Five was also like somebody like I really, really liked. I remember like as, you know, you know, it's like as a young guitar player, you start to be like snobby. And I was like, oh, there's a guy playing for uh, Marilyn Manson. I was like, it's just like cold, you know, like power cold and stuff. And uh, somebody was like, no, listen to it. And I listened. And I guess the first song I heard was like Damage. I don't know if you know this one by... Uh, Five. It starts with it starts with like a little lick, like super like quick, and I was like, shit. <laughs> and um, also like his sense of melodies, I was like, wow, you can do like actually like some, you can shred, but also have like have a sense of melody. And I was like, okay, okay cool. So I would say those three guys were like, like yeah, the main guitar players that made me want, okay, like I want to do this. See, it's funny because all three of them are very different, but they're also extremely yeah. similar too in their styles of playing. Yeah. Like, you know, you yeah. have like, uh, it's almost like they have like a, like a no rules type approach to their playing. Like obviously Eddie Van Halen didn't know anything about music theory. Didn't know anything about it. Yeah, didn't yeah. want to know anything about it. Then you had Zach wild. That was, you know, like the pentatonic guy, but he could also, you know, did like the chicken picking and all that other stuff. And he was just like an entirely different player. Then you have John five, who is kind of like the best of both worlds of those two guitar players. Yep. But he also has like the heavier aspect of it too. And it's, it's funny. He brought those three up. Cause those are my top three guitar players as well. Um, I think I'd have to put like a notable mention, like Jakey e. Lee. I think he's an unsung yeah. Aussie guy that no one ever talks about, but that's true. That's true. 
Yeah, I and it's funny too going back to eruption. I say it all the time. Everyone remembers the first time they heard eruption. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's true. It's true. We all remember. I remember. I can I can picture exactly where I were in my bedroom. And you're like, oh shit! Like we can do that. Like same thing when you. I mean, I don't know for you, but the first time you see somebody doing um, a sweep, you know, sweep like a real sweep, oh, yeah. like a, a big one. We all remember. You're like, oh, wait, wait, what? Like, okay, I, I didn't get that. And uh, uh, you know, it's like it's like you said, like those three guitar players, you know, were really good to help to discover all the stuff. And you know, it's like they don't have any problems being like, hey, when I do that, I got inspired by this. And you know, I like being curious, being like, okay, so you know, I remember exactly what I'm talking a lot about Randy Rhodes, and I was like, okay, let me check this guy out, and they being like, oh, okay, cool, like a new world. Then uh, how it was like, I don't remember. I guess he was talking about um, Tommy Young. Um, John Five was talking about like, like um, Jerry Reed. You know, even if it's not metal or anything, but like when you listen to some Jerry Reed or even like Les Paul or, you know, it's like, and it's really funny when you see like those different words, but you see the explanation and it comes like as one. Like, um, I always use that example. Like, um, when I teach music, uh, I would uh, I have a student and he plays like gypsy jazz music and um, he wanted to know some diminished and i uh remember like i was like 16 or 17 i think i played a show and it was like you know the show when you're like a metal band then suddenly it's a reggae band <laughs> yeah but, you know it's like it's so different you know it's like every band going one after the other <laughs> and uh i saw that gypsy guys you know just a jazz player and i was like hey shamil you think about diminished chords and I remember him showing me, and I was like, "Wait, well, that's the same thing, except you, your approaches would be different." So it's like that showed me, like, okay, like everything actually, like it's not like oh, just metal or just rock or just funk. And um, I like, I like those guitar players. That's why I feel like John Five is was good, like to bring back two words together and be like, that's possible. You know, it's like people who just listen to like some like yeah, country. Like when I talk about country, I'm talking about like you know Jay Reed. You know, style like super fast chicken picking. They can listen to me like, okay, cool. And people choosing metal, looking at that, being like, yeah, it's cool. And that's why, I feel like, John Five is very underrated. You know, it's like I feel like we we appreciate him, but like these guys doing a lot mm -hmm. for the for the guitar world is really pushing stuff. Like I, a lot of guitar players starting to play chicken picking. They would have probably. But I feel like the one who really made it like, okay, that's cool to play it, was John Five. Like, like I, I'm sure about that. Well, that that's the thing too. Like, you listen to um, like the first album that Zach Wilde did with Ozzy, you know, "Rest for the Wicked," and you hear like um, like the solo for like "Devil's Daughter," and like yes. I remember the first time I heard that, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, before I even knew anything about like anything about guitar, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. And then you, you know, you come to find out that it's chicken picking and you're just like, you know, like <laughs> where it had come from. It's like, there's no way that this has a place in this type of music, but yeah. like, he's just one of those guys that's able to make it happen. And the other thing too, that I feel like people don't understand is Zach Wilde's more than just the, the pentatonic and harmonic oh, yeah. squeal guy. Like he, he is a yeah. lot better than people give him credit for. He oh, listens yeah. to like I the mean, pride you know, and glory stuff and even black label society, most of the Aussie albums and stuff. I mean, the dude yeah, sat in with it, the almond brothers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I don't know. I think I've seen some footage 
when he had a band and it was like a cover of uh, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> it was just like ripping those songs. And I was like, God damn it. I was like, <laughs> I mean, and it's, and it's funny because like you hear Black uh, White playing when he was young, everything is already there. Like he's playing, like his accent, mm-hmm. like every licks and everything, everything is already there. And it's just like, when people are just like, well, you know, I remember seeing some people commenting and it was stupid. They were like, well, the guy been 30, 20 years and he still has the same level. And it's like, no, it's like, no, it's like he's being able like to change the dynamics and stuff. Yeah. So it's just like, it's important. I, I think it was, uh, what was it? He did something with Loudwire or something recently. And it was like, um, he was talking about getting his start with Ozzy. And he's like, you know, I can't do tapping because that's Van Halen. I can't do classical because that's Randy Rhodes. I can't do this because of this guy. And, they, you know, I can't sweep because of Ingve and stuff like this. And he said, he basically just, he, he how he explained it was he had a box of crayons and took the 52 colors, threw them all away, and was left with four. And that's how he basically came up with his style. And I was like, man, that's like the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And again, you know, it's like when you hear people being like, oh, it's only pentatonic. You cannot do much with it. You're like, listen to Zach White and tell me that you think he sounds the same. He never sounds the same. Many times I have to see videos of him and being like, no, that's still pentatonic. But somehow he's making it sound like super exotic and interesting. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, to be able to play at his like level and his speed with that kind of stuff. God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've I've had the pleasure of seeing him live a couple times, and it's just like it's mind blowing when you when you like yeah. see that shit in person. You're like, okay, so this is real, like this, this yeah, is I've a real him. guy. Yeah, I've, I've seen him too, and like a, like like you, it's it's impressive. It's really impressive. Like, I mean, already like the, the guy is impressive physically. Like he's it's big guy, and you're yeah. like, oh shit, I don't want I don't want to like boo him or anything. And he's just like he just doesn't give a shit about his guitar. I like it. I you know it's like. Many time I tell my students, I'm like, come on, don't treat your guitar like it's a, it's a real flower. You no, know, it's like, just, you know, it's like for some dynamics, you need to go into it. And him is yeah. a perfect definition of like, I don't give a fuck. You know, it's like, <laughs> if a string breaks, it's, you know, it's, it's okay. And that's, you know, that's, I like guitar, guitar players like this. You know, I feel like the same with, uh, with John Five. I don't know if you've seen him live. Like, I feel like this guy is impressive too. You know, live is really, yeah, it's, it's quite impressive. I saw I saw John Five back in uh, 2008. He was playing with Rob Zombie, and that okay. was the first time I had ever even heard of John Five. And I'm like, he talk about another like versatile guy. Like you, you hear, <laughs> you know, uh, like the Devil's Rejects song, and then you know goes into like pretty much anything from the White Zombie catalog and all yeah. the Rob Zombie catalog and everything. And then you watch like the videos and he's sitting there playing hee haw and shit. And it's just like, you know, like yeah. th- this dude, he, he's a force yeah, to be no. reckoned with. It's, oh, yeah. it's no, surprising no. that more people don't talk about him. Yeah. And I'm always surprised. You know, it's like, I, I mean, I never had a chance to talk with him, but I'm pretty sure like, he, you know, it's like all, as guitar players, uh, we like to compare ourselves. The guitar players. We like to watch all the guitar video videos of guitar players, and that's how sometimes we get like, oh fuck, you know, it's like I, I sound like shit and everything. I'm pretty sure like guys like John Five, Zach White, they probably appreciate it. Just watch one or two, but they mainly focus on themselves. They're just like I'm, just gonna focus on my sound instead of just like, oh, I heard this guy. And you no, know, it's like right now, it's like everyone is listening to uh, Tim Hansen from Polyphia. 
everyone wants wants to sound like him. You know, it's like, mm. and it's just like cool, but there is only one Manson. You know, it's like <laughs> as much as you want to copy, as you know, it's like you know, it's like try to do like some um, Van Halen uh, tapping licks. You will sound tacky. Really, sound tacky. When Eddie was is was doing it, sounds amazing. And it's just like there's some stuff when you're just like that's a guy um, signature. You cannot you cannot steal it. You know, it's like develop your own stuff. And I feel like those guys, they had this intelligence to be like, okay, cool. I like that. I'm going to get inspired, but I'm going to have my own sound. And that's why you hear John Fight playing, you recognize him right away. Zach White right away. Um, same with Van Halen. You know, it's like you, a lot of guitar players, you can recognize them. And I feel like when you can recognize, even if he's not, you know, for example, even if he's not like really technically amazing, uh, the edge from YouTube. You hear yeah. like two notes. You hear it's him, you know, right away. Uh, I think it was like, um, you know, Gus Govan We did a video called like, "Who's Who's the Best." I don't know if you heard about this video. Like, I didn't hear the Gus. video, but I'm familiar with Guthrie Govan So Guthrie was working for um, a guitar magazine in the UK, and um, I guess he was trying to respond to the answer to the question, "Who's the best guitar player?" And he took a backing track and just like copied the sound and style of many guitar players and honestly you don't even need to be like oh who is this i need to do some research you recognize right away. you have gamer you have like pete thompson you have all those guys and you're like damn i mean you have zach wide you have andrix and that's something i'm like that's true like those guys you can really really recognize that's a thing being a good guitar player is, is great but being also like someone with your own signature i feel like that's the final step and yeah. it's unfortunately it doesn't happen a lot, you know, it's like, <laughs> and it doesn't, and especially now because like everyone wants to sound like everyone else. Like I said, you know, it's like on Instagram, I mean, when I was still on Instagram, I remember like all the guitar videos that I could see was people just being like trying to copy like a Polytia song, you know, it's like trying to be like, oh, I compose a song and you're like, yeah, cool. But you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like Tim Henson does better. You know, it's like, why should I listen to you? So. <laughs> so I want to get back to you, you here for a little bit. What prompted the move to the United States? Um, so, you know, liking all the guitar players, you know, as I said, like, you know, um, I was a big fan of, uh, became a big fan of Nuno from, you know, Betancourt from Extreme. Like, love that guy. For me, he's the last guitar hero. Like, honestly, I cannot <laughs> tell me he's not. He's the last guitar hero. And of course, I said to love um, Dream Theater. Like, I really like Dream Theater. Um, and, you know, it's like, I remember at that time, many people were like, oh, Jane Petrucci, you know, it's like, it's too much. And uh, same for uh, Mike Portnoy. Yeah. <laughs> that my two favorite in the band. For me, that Portnoy and, you know, Petrucci are my favorite. And um, I remember, like, I told you, I was still reading this French guitar magazine, some guitar world version. And I was always reading that, okay, this guy, were studying at Berkeley. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do it. And like I said, you know, you're young, you're stupid. And I didn't think like, okay, I don't speak English. I don't have the sounds for that. <laughs> because as you can imagine, you know, in France and most in Europe, everything is free when you go to college. Like you don't have to pay or, or like if you have to pay a tuition, you know, quite, you know, cheap. And, uh, but I did, I did apply to Berkeley and uh, somehow they accepted me and uh, I never been to the US before 
I never oh, wow. been to the US. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Just like, I, I remember having like two suitcases. Um, I always tell that to people when they ask me, like, oh, was it tough? You know, I remember uh, taking a plane from Paris to Iceland, and uh, it was fine. And uh, then it was like in the terminal going to the US and sitting, you know, waiting, you know, in the boarding, you know, you know, uh, we're boarding. And I remember like just hearing Americans around me. And I was like, fuck, I don't understand shit. I was like, I do not. I was like, they talk. I know it's, I know that they're speaking English, but I cannot, you know. And I was thinking, like, maybe it's a mistake. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. I was like, I, you know, I should have learned English a little bit more before coming. And um, But as soon as I put, like, one foot in Boston, you know, I was like, that's it. I want to stay here. Like, there's no way. I was like, I remember um, landing on a Saturday evening. And I was studying Berkeley on a Monday morning. And, uh, yeah, I remember my first class was just like, like I said, like I was feeling like, I, don't, I was like, if the guy is asking me one question, I don't know what to say. I was like, I'm just going to say yes. And I was like, <laughs> I, was, I remember it was um, arrangements, you know, class. And I was feeling like I would never get it. But I feel like I got lucky. I got extremely lucky because I had people around me. Because first of all, I think Americans are the nicest people. Like, if I compare to people in Europe, Americans are like by far the nicest people. They are willing to help you. Like in France, when you're like, "Yeah, I'm in trouble," like, "Yeah, good luck," you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also, like the French community is not that big. You know, I feel like if you come from Mexico, if you come from, I don't know, like Brazil, the community are pretty big in you know India. They're pretty big in 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 almost every major cities. When you're French now, it's like this community is probably small and I didn't want to be around any French people. I was like, I don't want to speak French. I was like, if I moved here, I, I'd speak English. And uh, when you have no, no one to talk to, well, you have to adapt. I wish people said, you know, everyone in America was like, hey, we're going to learn French for you, don't we? But it doesn't work like this. So I was like, <laughs> me, who has to, you know, adapt to everything. And uh, it was scary but fun at the same time because nothing is the same like literally nothing is the same and it's also like small things when you that you don't really think about it's like when you go to a grocery store like oh i'm gonna get some food and suddenly you're like i don't gonna eat anything like nothing is the same you know it's like the culture is different um and like i said to people when they're like hey if i move to the u.s should i should my english be perfect i'm like well you should know how to speak like the english that people are speaking every day because I remember, like, at Berkeley, getting a paper, like, after two or three days over there. So it's like, I've, yeah, I've been to the U.S. for less than a week, and I give a paper back. And my teacher was like, you all set. And I was like, what the fuck does it mean? You know, it's like, it's not something that you learn at school. On your life. <laughs> I was yeah. like, and I know it's like, it makes you feel like shit. You feel like, okay, like, I'm really bad, because even something that small, I cannot understand. But at the same time, it's like learning guitar. You just, like, Okay, like I'm, I have so many things to learn. Either you can take it as, ah, okay, I'm gonna give up. It's too much, or you can be like, cool. I will never be bored. I will always have something to learn. So that's that was, you know, the reason was just I was like, like I told you, the best are going there. All right, I rather fail over there than being successful in France and and just become bitter, being like, oh, I should have done that. Like I hate people like this. 
people will tell you all the time when you know you tell them like for example i'm doing a podcast oh i should i, I could have done a podcast but you know and they always find a reason and you're like yeah do it then you know it's like you're just scared you know it's like that's the easiest thing to do is to stop but at the same time that's the hardest so like i, like I said I, I think it was stupid enough to be like okay let's do it you know? <laughs> well that you know some of the best things come from rash decisions like that yeah so what prompted the move to california was it just like the next logical step or it was like okay well this you know this is what i want to do i'm you know i i'm completed in the school and you go to california if you want to be famous i think it was a mix of both you know it's like as a kid i was grew up being like oh living in la is a dream you know it's like we don't know why but you know, you'd been told like, if you live in LA, you made it. Yeah. And uh, also, like, you know, spend, I don't know, have you spent like some uh, winter in Boston? It's. I, I, I've been up there I, around, you know, late fall. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I was like, I cannot do that. I was like, I'm cold as fuck. I was <laughs> like, I, I want to be warm. You know, I was like, I want to be super warm. And uh, like I said, my professors at Berkeley were like, go over there. Well, like, the, the whole industry, the you know, in what you what you want to do is over there. If you want to do jazz, go in New York City. But I was like, I want to do jazz, and they were like, go in LA. They were like, it's tough. But again, you know, it's like them telling me like, you know, that's the hardest. I was like, oh, cool, I'm gonna go there. I might fail. Maybe I will fail. But you know, it's like I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't want just to be like, oh, no, I'm not gonna try because you know, it's like then you never know. At least you try. And I feel like it's it's not like either you make it or you don't make it. It's just like your your mindset, your motivation. Like mm-hmm. there are like plenty of amazing guitar players or like musicians in general. The only difference is just like people who are getting hit and they just stand up and come back and be like, yeah, it's okay. I I'm, I still want some, you know. It's like and I feel like that's that's extremely important. Like I always use that as a as a mirror with um I'm a I'm a kickboxer. I've been doing kickboxing for like years and years. And again, that's the best kickboxer is not the one with the best technique. It's the one like getting hit and still coming back. There is nothing worse fighting someone that you punch for like a round and kick and the guy is still coming at you back. Okay, there is nothing I can do. Like this guy is too motivated. And I feel like that's the same thing in music. Um, I'm pretty sure if you take all famous musicians, they all went through like bad moments when they were like, I have to pay bill, I can, you know, some bills, I, I you know, I have to, I have to give up some bands and stuff like this. But they still, you know, decided like, let's push through. And um, that's something, unfortunately, like we don't talk enough. Like it's not about how hard you work, but like your mindset. Yeah. And I feel like that's something they all have in common, like a strong mindset. Because we all had experience of like being on stage or being in studio and you suck and you look like like you really like it's really bad you give a bad impression to people like people look at you being like oh and i feel like they all know that you know it's like i would you know i mean i would love as some famous musician being like hey what's your most embarrassing moment i'm pretty sure they all have you know more than one you know that <laughs> a lot but the thing is, like, they didn't let that event telling them, like, okay, I suck. No, they were just like, oh, cool. I mean, like, I have room for improvement. Yeah. And that's always something that I try to to work on because it's easy, especially nowadays, you know, with, like, Instagram, with social media and stuff. 
um, you can easily be like, you know, lose motivation. You know, yeah. you're like, okay, this, this guy is like five and he <laughs> can say way better than me. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, but you need to really like take a step back and being like, all right, you know, that's this guy, that his history, like, you know, when people are just like, oh, you know, it's like I'm 25, I'm 26. At that time, this guy was already doing this. And I'm like, wow, if you think like that, that you would never be like, you know, really happy with what you're doing. You know, it's you. Like, yeah. I don't think that the guy you compare yourself to was comparing you know, himself to anyone else. So, well, I feel for, like that's something. For reference, Eddie Van Halen created and recorded Eruption at 23 years old. So, exactly. <laughs> and he came up with I mean, that shit know, out of thin air. I mean, even like, you know, for more and more impressive, Jason Baker. Oh, Jason yeah. Baker, like, by 19, this guy was just, like, already, like, you know, like, like a god. You know, it's like, I don't like using that word, but it's, it was, like, extremely amazing. If he and, would have um, had a couple more years, he, he would have been considered the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is no reason why you see, like, every guitar player want to go meet him and, mm-hmm. you know, Kind of, it's almost like I want to have your blessing, you know. It's like it's kind of like that, and um, it's it's you know it's it's always sad. I'm always sad when I see like Justin Baker because I'm like, that was a waste, and you know you cannot blame anyone. You no. know, it's like you have some guitar, some guitar players who like died you know, in a freak accident or anything, and him is just like, and I'm always impressed by like his his motivation, his mindset. Oh yeah, like Jason is like is a legend, not only only like, like as a musician, but like, I don't know. I would say like, honestly, like 99% of people in this world would be like, okay, just let me go. I don't want to be like this. And you couldn't blame them. But him is like an example to people being like, you can still live. You can, you still, he, he does music, you know, it's like, it's a different yeah. thing, but it's impressive. Did you ever watch his documentary, uh, Not Dead Yet? Yes. Yeah. It yeah. was so, so good. Oh my God. It was amazing. It, there yeah, was a video that surfaced on the internet recently of uh, Eddie Van Halen meeting Jason Becker in person and giving him a Wolfgang guitar. Yeah, you have to search that up on um, on YouTube. I think it's just like EVH and EVH meets Jason Becker or something. It's like one of those like, oh my God, like come to Jesus type moments. Yeah. Oh, wow. I have to see that. Because I feel like, you know, it's like Eddie Van Halen as well is somebody who were like extremely important in the guitar world you know it's like um i know it sounds cliche but i feel like you know jimmy is the one who just uh started everything you know it's like it's funny because like i never like i told you people are just like oh when you sell guitar you know it's it has to be guns and roses metallica led zeppelin and i was like no i want i want to do this i'd like to listen to like modern i mean at that time modern stuff like um uh children of bottom you know bands like that Mm -hmm. um Alexi, he's but, another great guitar player. Was that was that was for me like not a big uh, loss, but I feel like our generation we didn't really grow up with Eddie, but we grew up having Alex being, mm-hmm. being like the guy. And for me, like when I heard that he passed away, I was like, oh wow, that's that's a big thing. Like for me, it was really a big thing. I remember listening to like like his solo stuff and his music a lot. Um, but yeah, wait, I lost what I was going to tell you. I forgot. But me getting old, you know, it's like just like you have white hair and you forget stuff. <laughs> well, that's um, usually what happens yeah, on know, this podcast anyway. 
<laughs> that's good. Uh, but yeah, I know it's like all those, you know, like Eddie was like, oh yeah, um, Eddie was like somebody extremely important, like Jimmy. Like Jimmy, I really listened to, started to listen to Jimmy when I was 18 by myself. And I knew that I wouldn't be like, kind of like corrupt by people or like, we had to be like, oh, Jimmy's a god. And when you ask them why, they never, they just like paraphrased something they heard in a movie mm-hmm. or like in a magazine when, you know, it's like, you can see like someone really appreciate Jimmy or someone really appreciate Eddie. And I feel like, yeah, Jimmy was important. Like Eddie was important. Even I hate when people are just saying like, oh, just did tapping. It's like, no, it's not that. Yeah, there's not more tapping, to him. Yeah, it's like listen to his stuff. Like that's not tapping only. Like I'm pretty sure. Like even if like it was it was new in the 80s or yeah. 70s, 80s, um, people would quickly be like, okay, cool, next. You know, it's like and that wasn't the case. Um, yes. And it's funny. Like I just I just remember a band like you asked me like my main one of the main influence, and I totally forgot this one. Uh, one of my main influence, and it's because my father was listening to that band all the time is Brian May from Queen. Like, that's, for me, like, this guy is, again, underrated. Yeah. Like, is extremely underrated. Like, is amazing. Is, is, for me, like, he's like a, like a, the alpha version of Buckethead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the first version. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's like, I don't know if you've seen, like, I, I just found this video, like, a couple of weeks ago. It's um, Brian May uh, listening to a solo by Nuno Betancourt. Like the soul from Get the Funk Out when he's just like sweeping and tapping. Yeah. And and you see Brian May like doing his you know, he's very like proper when he speaks English and you know, the very like that British side of him and he's analyzing the solo. And normally most of people are like, Oh, it's fucking amazing, that's great. And again he's just like analyzing everything. He's like, Oh, listen to that part and then listen to that part. And I was like, That's fantastic. And I you see like it's funny, like when you see like Brian May People would like Brian May. People would become like copies of Brian May. We all know, like, you know, when you go to a show and you see one guy, he has the same haircut and he plays, you know, yeah. he wears exactly the same clothes. <laughs> but they're not open, but they're not open-minded to other music style. When I'm sure, like, Brian May, you make him listen to some like, uh, like Polyphia or like I don't know, like Black Dahlia Murder. I'm pretty sure this guy would would appreciate it. He mm-hmm. would find something and would be like, oh, that's amazing. And that's another thing about musician. Um, I feel like it's normal to be kind of not jealous, but you know, com- when you compare yourself, you start to become like a little bit bitter, like oh, better than me. But you try, you try, you try, you try to find a reason, being like, yeah, but your last sixteen was off. You know, it's like even if you know, you just try to find something. When I feel like those famous guitar players we were mentioning, they're not like that. They kind of like, you know, they they feel like, oh, one thing I don't know what to do challenging you know it's like i'm gonna start to do it and i feel like again that's another that's you know like those little things those little details will make somebody a good guitar player and a i I don't like that term but a famous guitar player that people will remember and those guys they're you know part of it so to kind of put a wrap in this thing and I, I'm not hopping off because I don't want to talk to you. My phone's getting ready to die and I don't want to end this thing. Like, <laughs> like, and then, ah. <laughs> so for someone that has overcame all like incredible odds to make it from, you know, basically across the world to wind up being in, you know, a band to the level of Eclipsica and then, you know, the crowning point of your career being on this podcast, of course, 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any words of wisdom or anything that you could say to an aspiring musician that, you know, wants to get into this or even, you know, even if there was someone in a similar situation to yours? Um, I would say like, don't listen to naysayers. Like that should be the main thing. Um, try to, and always that's something I do since I started to play guitar. I always have to, when I practice, I have to have fun. If I don't have fun, I won't do it. And it's like, I think that the key, you need to have fun. You need to remember why you want to do it. Like I wanted to do music because I'm like, I like what I hear on the radio or on the CDs, but I, I don't hear exactly what I want. So I want to make music and to listen, to hear what I want to hear. Um, but I would say like, it's possible. Like, honestly, like do, like I said, like, yeah, it sounds cliche, but do not let anyone tell you like, oh no, that's not possible. That's going to be too hard. Try. Um, you know, you cannot, you cannot succeed all the time, but you can fail all the time for sure. Like if you don't try, that's, you, you won't make it like you won't again, you know, and you need to have like, um, something like doable, like do not start to be like, I'm going to be the best guitar in the world. You know, it's like, and it's going to be like, like this, that way, that way, it will never go the way you want. Mm-hmm. So just like, Instead of just looking forward and being like, oh, I want to be here, I want to achieve that and this, sometimes look back and being like, oh, I completed that, that's pretty cool. It's not easy, like, we all want more and more, but I would say, like, if I did it, everybody can do it. You know, it's like, I'm not special or anything, you know, it's like, I come from, like, you know, a country in the world where music is not, like, in the culture, um, when English is not the language, and... You have to accept it. You you want to make it. You need to speak English. You need to come in the U.S. because that's where. No, there's some good guitar. Yeah, of course. But that's the industry. The industry is here. You need to be to be here, and it's like it's possible. Like it would. It won't be easy. Like it won't be like just like going like this. It will be like ups and downs. But it's doable, you know. And it's like treat. I mean, like treat your um, music career the way you would do, you know, like if you want to become a doctor, if you want to become a lawyer, you have to be serious every day. You cannot go to med school <laughs> and just be like, oh, I need to, to do an IV. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> I, will, I will learn another day. No, you need to do this. You need to you need to go through stuff that you don't want to. You need to learn. Um, it's not necessary, but at least learn a little bit of music theory because it will help you. You don't know. Maybe one day, like you have a gig, and just knowing music theory will give you a hundred bucks. So it's like, so it's like, yeah, it's like just be ready to sacrifice a lot of things. That's something I didn't mention, but I have to sacrifice almost everything. Like, like I don't see my family. Like I see my family once every like two or three years, and it's only for ten days. I'm not complaining about it because I chose it. You know, it's like it's me who decided to do this. But that's something you can, you have to sacrifice. You have to be willing to sacrifice things, you know, to be like, it's gonna, it's time consuming. You know, it's like, it's that's the way it is. You, you know, it's like you work nine, nine to five job, you are paying, if you work from nine to five, you're being paid. When you do music, it's gonna be like 2 a.m., you're still gonna work on some songs and stuff like this. You won't get paid for that. 
but and getting upset about it won't change anything so just be ready like to it's it has to be a passion you know it's like i feel like nowadays we have a lot of people who want to be famous and then they decide okay through which what medium you know or maybe tv or maybe acting or maybe like yeah exactly all the guys we like as musician or even actors or it can be for everything being famous was a result of the hard work and i feel like that's nowadays like we try to tell people like okay you are in a and you try to reach point b and people just want point b like i see that with my students and i try to tell them the journey to go there is as important like that's who define who you are and everything um i give the same advice when people are when i was a kid and i was asking people when I'm like, everybody's different. And it made me upset when people are saying this. I'm like, come on, just give me an advice. Tell me how you did it. And it's true. There are as many ways to do it as there are people. And it's just like, you need to take from some people. Like, do not just be like, this person did that way. I'm going to do it that way. It's, it's really like, it's tempting to go on YouTube and be like, 10 steps to become like an amazing guitar player. <laughs> uh, you know, it's tempting, but you see, like, a video is five minutes? Really? That's, it's like, no. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like we all have different ways, you know, to do it. And sometimes maybe you become, like, one of the best and you won't do anything with it. While a guy, you know, who is not as good as you will make it. And it's just like, you know, now music is not only you play and people are just like, okay, you play, come here. Now you have to be good at marketing. You have to be good at stuff like that, which I'm not. That's why I like being in a band because I'm like, I don't like talking to people usually. Like, you know, it's like it's not my thing. You know, it's like I'm like, I, you know, or like talking about gear. You talk to gear about me. I don't give a shit about gear. Like for me, it's just like give me a guitar, put the amp on, give me a distortion, and that's it. Like I can, I'm, I'm impressed by people being like, hey, do you hear like the, the mids in that mix? I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> just make me play. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you, you, you know, it's 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 not anymore doing doing on your own. I feel like let's do it together, and you need to find people with you that you can match with. And I feel like that's what you hear about newer bands. You know, it's like guys were like, "I'm good at that," and they decide to be like Misha Menchu. I feel like is the best example for that. Mm-hmm. Like he was able like to be like to be around people that are good. I mean, he's super talented, obviously, but they all like find a way to be like it works for us. It's not me on my own, and I would just like try to let no. It's we're a team. We're gonna try to make it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, I feel like it's, it's never like you never had, like a bad. You know, it's always like you try with bands. You always have something coming out of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like never happens. You know, it's people being like, oh, we played for twenty years. Oh, did you get any like achievement? No, you know, no, no. <laughs> we just play in the same pub every night. No, it's like it doesn't really happen. So I would say, yeah, I would tell people also like not to, um, to hesitate to ask questions to famous people. Like it's, it's, um, I have the chance to, now that I'm endorsed by a, a guitar company, um, ask advice to, again, who's one of my favorite guitar players, uh, Ron Thal, you know, Bumblefoot. Yep. Those guys are extremely nice. Anytime I ask him advice or anything, he's always the first one getting back to me, um, uh, being like, instead of being like, oh, is a newer generation. Maybe you want to take my spot now. Not like that at all. Like, hey, I'm going to give you some advice. You know, I hope it will work for you. Um, and I feel like that's something that people like need to do. Like, don't act like a fanboy, but just being like, hey, give me some advice. You know, I'm not going to 
copy you, but you know, it's like, I'm there, I'm stuck. Just give me some, you know, insights. So I feel like that's when you combine everything, you can probably do something. Hopefully. Well, you inspired me today. Hey, thank you very much. You and same, you know, when I, when I see you with your podcast and everything, you know, it's like many times I'm like, Oh, I should do a podcast. And then I'm like, nah, it would be bad. So it's like, even same for you, you know, you, you know, you have to start somewhere, you know, yeah. it's like, I'm pretty sure you didn't think about like, Oh, that but already so many people are doing a podcast. You know, it's like, that's what I would think. I'm like, why people will listen to mine. And you know, it's like, that's something I still have to work on. So it's like, you know, it's like you're inspiring probably people too. Like you don't know, but maybe there's one guy, you know, in you know Tennessee, who's listening to you, and he was like, "Hey, we're not gonna be a big guy. I'm gonna do that." You know, it's like you never know. You never know. He's probably like, "I can do better than that asshole." <laughs> there is, oh, you have to say that. You always have to be like, "I'm gonna be better than this asshole." Oh yeah. Like, you, you, know, you always, you know. But uh, yeah, no, it's like it was. Thank you very much for having me. You know, it was a pleasure talking music. I love talking about music with people. That's yeah, we're that. definitely going to have to get you back on here and sometime in the very near future. Man, anytime. You know, it's like you can... I don't know if you guys told me, but in the band, I'm the one who never sleeps. I'm always up. You know, it's like... <laughs> you know, I'm always like... Because, you know, and I always do stuff about music, you know. It's like, so talking about music with someone, you know, you, you probably know even more so than me, you know. It's like about music, especially since, you know, you meet so many people. That would be great to have some of your like um, stories because I'm pretty sure like sometimes stories are just also inspiring, you know. Yeah. When people, like I said, man, you inspired me today. Like I almost like want to pack up my shit and like move somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what? You know, it's like it's 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 doable. You know, it's like I wouldn't do it now because I'm like I'm 32. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking now, people tell me, like, let's move to Japan. I'll be like, nope, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. But, you know, it's, it's like you can, you can do it with all the stuff, you know, it's like when I, I'm, I'm impressed, you know, like people being like, I'm going to start uh, a podcast, you know, it's like, yeah, there is, I mean, yeah, maybe it won't work, maybe, but, you know, it's like if you start thinking about that, you don't do anything, you yeah. know, and that's, I feel like, you know, it's like that's the thing, you know, it's like that how people, like when you tell them, like, hey, do you become famous? Well, I persisted, <laughs> you know, it's like, and at some point, you know, people will get tired of me being around being like, okay, they're giving some work to do. And, you know, it's like, it's going to stop bothering us. And I feel like that's the way it is. You know, it's like, um, I mean, I listen to some of your podcasts and, you know, it's like, you can clearly hear, you know, it's like, you always get better, whatever you do. It's like, if every day you do something, I mean, I never heard about someone regressing, you know, it's like, I do guitar every day and I'm getting worse and worse. No, you can only get better. That's yeah, exactly. not possible. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not possible. I never heard somebody saying this to me, you know, it's like, I, you know, it's like, I used to be able to sweep and, you know, doing some legato and uh, I've been working for months every day and now I cannot do it. No, it's not possible. That's, <laughs> that's not possible. That's so, great. But yeah, no, Thank you for having me. It was great talking. And uh, anytime, anytime, I would love talking about like random music stories because, you know, it's like I, so many things that I would want to say, but I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going everywhere. I'm saying one subject and then I go everywhere. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vic, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Bill. Um, like I said, uh, we're going to be in touch. I want to definitely get you back on here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, everybody, go check out Eclipsica. Uh, where can people yeah. find you on social medias? Uh, so we're on Instagram, on Spotify. Uh, I took a break from Instagram. 
for like the reason I told you, <laughs> uh, but I will probably be back there. That's, you know, you probably going to be able to find my Instagram through the band Instagram. Um, we have some, um, we just came back from like a big show from the incarceration festival. We, you know, it was amazing. Uh, now we, I guess we're going to try to play around LA, maybe like, you know, Arizona would be like the further we, we go, but to try to just concentrate on playing like a lot of shows, getting some automatisms, you know, back, um, and probably like uh, getting you know, some new jam, you know, going studio and uh, if we can having some, you know, like a new music video because, you know, we like to play that's our stuff. And um, yeah, hopefully, you know, like soon enough, we're going to have some good material like to present to the audience. Awesome. Well, I'm all ears. I'm waiting. I'm waiting too. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, like I said, I'll be in touch. Uh, no problem. Anytime. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. See ya. See ya.